Hey guys, this is Kevin from the Magic Our Way podcast. Um, I just want to do a brief little introduction as to what you're about to hear. If you remember on uh, show number 32, our regular MOW show number 32, uh, we talked about starting a new way for our listeners to get involved. And this is it. Uh, we're introducing the listener versions of our field reports. Um, so if you happen to be in the park, you know, if you have your smartphone or any kind of recording device, it doesn't really matter. Um, the quality seems to be pretty decent regardless of what you use. Um, we'll, we'll turn it into a field report. We'll make you the star of the actual show. We'll kind of step back and let you kind of take the reins and everything else. Well, of course, uh, you know, we'll comment or respond to anything that maybe you might have said when your recordings on our regular show. But for at this moment in time, the, the, the listener field reports uh, is your chance to be the star for a little while, you know? Um, so anyway, our first person up, if you remember from show 32, is uh, Sean uh, from Twitter. He had tweeted out that he was heading down there and he had some opinions to voice about FastPass Plus. And also you're going to hear some uh, um, audio from Test Track as well as some audio from the Epcot Rope Drop Ceremony. So you can kind of check some of that stuff out. I'd never been to Epcot at Rope Drop or any Rope Drop for that matter. So that was kind of a treat to really, really hear and check out. So... Uh, but anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy this, Sean. Thank you for doing this for me, man. You, you gave us a great idea, and you get to be our first person on the Listener Field Reports. Welcome to the Magic Our Way Field Report. everyone this is sean from orlando florida fish sean Wu from the twitter and for the next 20 25 minutes you'll be reliving our day through future world in epcot uh, hopefully what you'll do is you'll learn a little bit about the fast pass plus system and some hints and tricks to allow you to make your touring of epcot future world a little bit faster now one of the things you need to know about the fast pass plus system if you haven't used it already there's two kind of tiers of the fast pass plus system there's a pre-reservation tier where resort guests, if you're staying at a Walt Disney World hotel, you'll receive magic bands and you can reserve your fast passes prior to actually coming down to Orlando and going to the parks. And then there's a second tier for me, which is an annual pass holder, as well as off-site guests, guests that are not staying at a Walt Disney World resort. And you, unfortunately, are not allowed to reserve your fast passes in advance. So you'll have to use one of the kiosks in the park. And you'll see as the audio uh, clip goes on how the kiosks have their lines in them to themselves. And uh, it's very difficult if you're an annual pass holder or an off-site guest to book your reservations or fast passes in advance uh, during the day of the park. The resort guests can book up to three fast passes prior to going to the park that day. You can book them, I believe, in up to six months in advance, which is really good. Unfortunately, you can only book three fast passes, but that's okay. Now, one thing you need to know about EBCOT is EBCOT is a tiered fast pass park, and what tiering means is Walt Disney World has selected four premium attractions for EBCOT, and you're only allowed to get one fast pass for any one of those four attractions. So the four attractions at EBCOT are Soaring, you also have Test Track, Maelstrom, and Illuminations. So if you book your fast passes in advance using your magic bands and the My Disney app or the My Disney website, you'll only be able to get one fast pass for any one of those four attractions. 
We do have magic bands, even though we are annual pass holders, because we stayed at a resort a couple months ago, and they do stay active for two years. So what we chose to do is we booked in advance our fast passes, and what we did was we booked Soarin' for 11 o'clock. We also booked Mission Space for 10 o'clock, and then Spaceship Earth for 3 o'clock. So we were locked into those three fast passes. So the date was February 1st, 2014. It was a 70-degree day in Florida, a little overcast, a little bit drizzly, but that's okay. And you'll listen to the audio for going through the park for, I uh, was with my daughter Grace and my son Ethan, and you'll hear some clips from both Test Track and Soren. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you learn a little bit more about the Fast Pass Plus experience. Okay, here we are. We just got off the monorail. It's about 8. 20 and we're waiting in line or we're waiting at the rope drop outside of Epcot. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up is last week, uh, we are annual pass holders so we come here every week. Uh, last week we went to the Magic Kingdom and we noticed that the kiosk lines inside the Magic Kingdom were 20 to 30 minutes. Now the kiosks are ways that you can get in the park, once you get in the park how, to, how you change your fast pass experience and there's a couple reasons you would need to use the kiosk. Number one, you're an annual pass holder, and Disney does not allow annual pass holders to book their fast passes in advance. Absolutely ridiculous. We come to the park probably two times a month, dropping seventy to a hundred dollars each time, and I can't book my fast passes in advance. Come on, Disney, give us a break. The other reasons you'll want to, you'll need to use the kiosk is if you're off-site, if you're not staying at a Disney park, they obviously won't give you the Disney My My Magic Bands and early uh, reservations for the fast passes. Uh, the other reason I could see is I guess if you do have magic bands but you don't have a smartphone and you want to change your fast pass times, uh, you would have to use the kiosk. So Disney did a really good job at creating the magic. They created more lines where they never had lines before at the kiosks inside the Magic Kingdom and I expect to be similar lines here at Epcot. Now one of the other things we did a couple weeks ago before they got rid of the paper fast passes at the Magic Kingdom was we did a little experience. We do have Magic Bands because we did stay at a resort uh, a couple months ago when they're still active, but we also uh, took advantage of the paper fast passes. So we did an experiment. We split up me and my family. One family, one set, side of the family uh, used the Magic Bands, which locked them into three fast passes. The other couple of people in the family uh, toured with our former traditional way with the paper fast passes. Now, we were at the park for 10 hours, and the family with the three magic bands, or three fast passes because of the magic bands, used their fast passes on Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain. Obviously, those are the obvious choices for people that enjoy the thrill rides at the Magic Kingdom. But the family members that used the paper fast passes, they were able to get eight eight paper fast passes. So they went on Big Thunder Mountain twice, and they went on Space Mountain twice. Unbelievable, Disney. Go back to the old system with the paper fast passes. There was nothing wrong with it. It worked out great. One of the other things we noticed at the kiosks was when you go and you go up to the kiosk, we were there at 9 a.m. at the Magic Kingdom, and we wanted to get a fast pass for the Haunted Mansion. Well, at the kiosk, guess what time they gave us? They gave us 8 p.m. So here I am at 9 a.m. wanting to get a fast pass for the Haunted Mansion, which never had a fast pass before, and I get a selection at 8 p.m. Like I'm going to wait around the park 
till 8 p.m. to go on the Haunted Mansion. I'd rather wait in the 20-minute line. So the kiosks need work. There's long lines. There's very little flexibility. Uh, the old paper fast passes, you could at least choose whether you wanted to get it or not based on the return time. With the kiosks and this fast pass plus, man, I'm not seeing any good things about it at all. So we'll catch up with you when we get in the park and see how long the kiosk lines are at the Epcot Center. So here we are at Rope Drop and they have 18 people with kiosks waiting beyond the gate and a gentleman just came by and explained to everybody how to get into the park. Touch your magic band Mickey to Mickey and then also if you don't have a magic band use your card. I thought the turnstiles were a little bit easier but maybe this is faster in the long run. Just seems to be a lot of work and a lot of getting used to and a lot of le new learning. Try to listen to the opening rope drop show at Epcot. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Epcot and this special day of celebration. All of the Epcot family is so glad you are visiting with us today. And we would like to start by wishing you a happy good morning from all the countries of World Showcase. From France and our French Canadians, bonjour. From Mexico, buenos dias. From China, ni hao. From Germany, guten morgen. From Morocco, sabak al-Qaid. From Norway, good morning. From Italy, bonjour. From Japan, Ohio gozaim. And from all of us to all of you, good morning everyone. Are you ready for the time of your life? Opening up the park now. Okay, we Alright, we were fourth in line and it took us about six minutes to get through because the guys in front of us is uh, magic bands didn't work. Fun times, fun times. We're busting our butts on over to test track right now. Uh, a little foggy here. About 74 degrees on February 1st and everybody's running half the crowd is going to soar and half going to test track we're going to test track up oh, there's our first kiosk and it's got a line of one two three four five six eight, 14 people man they're gonna miss out last guy won't get out of that line probably for a half an hour all right so we made it to the park it's not too busy half the people are going to soar and half of them are going to test track and the other half of them are going to the fast pass plus kiosk oh, it's filling up 14 people in line at the fast pass plus kiosk 
If I was an annual pass holder who didn't have my magic bands, then I'd be in that line. Instead, we're going over to Test Track, hopefully to ride with no lines, no waiting. And the only reason we have to be here this early is because, you got it, the tiering of the magic bands. It would be really nice if I could have slept in today, got a Soren fast pass for about 11.30, got a test track fast pass for about 3.30, and really enjoyed myself. But I'm like the 70 or 80 other people here running to test track with my kids. So there's a kiosk right in the middle behind Spaceship Earth, and we just came through uh, the underpass to Test Track, and there's another kiosk. So there's nobody at that kiosk. If I had to go to the kiosks, and here's a tip for all you people that will, skip the first one and go to the second one over there by Test Track. There doesn't seem to be a single person in that line yet. We'll see how it is when we get out of Test Track. Here we go. We're going to get in the line. No lines, no waiting. Should be able to walk right on. So, at rope drop, we rushed on over to Test Track, only to find that it is already broken. We've been just told by a cast member that we're waiting in line, and they don't know when it will open up. But we're about 20th in line, so we're going to wait it out for a little while, hoping that they get it back up and running quickly. So much for riding it quickly, getting off and riding it again, because the line is already backed up to innovations for Test Track. So we lucked out because we are the first ones on Test Track for the day, and we're in the front seat of the car. So here we go. Technology activated. Welcome to the Sim Track. We'll begin with the capability test to see how your vehicle designs perform under challenging weather and surface conditions. Monitoring road surface. Connecting to OnStar. Sim car performance data acquired. Up, oh, the ride broke while we're on it. Yep, now we're stuck on the ride. Look at my socks. There's two cars ahead of us. So I put it on pause, but we've been waiting for about a minute and a half now. And there's two empty cars in front of us and none behind us. We're right around the first hairpin turn, and the ride has broken down. I can only imagine how backed up the line is getting outside, since we've been sitting here now for a, about three minutes, and still haven't heard anything from any cast member on what we're doing. 
9.34 and we still haven't gotten off our first ride yet. This thing is still broken. Probably sitting here for about five minutes now. I know, alright, here we go. Commencing sim car off-road and extreme weather sequence. Well, the ride's still broken. We're moving, but we're going super slow. And none of the attraction features are working. I take that back. We just sped up for a second. Capability test results displayed and verified. Now let's see how your vehicles compare when it comes to their efficiency. Scanning SIM car for optimal eco-efficiency. Engaging EcoScan for aerodynamic efficiency. Oh, it stopped again. Drive systems analysis. Hyperspectral imaging in progress. Calculating total enviro impact. Commencing responsiveness test. Okay, the responsiveness data is now being synchronized. Automated driving technology verified and active. Avoidance technology disengaged. Displaying responsiveness data. Here comes the final test. Here we go outside. Hopefully it doesn't break down now. How fast do we go? 64.9 miles an hour. The kids seem to be having fun. Displaying power test results. SimTrack performance testing complete. This concludes your performance testing. You'll be able to see how your Chevrolet custom concept vehicle designs compared with the Sim car after you disembark. Please watch your step as you exit, and remember to take all your personal. Okay, it was 9:18 when the ride finally was fixed, so now we're waiting in the queue. But luckily, we're 
about 25th in line, so we're on the, on the first batch of people. Well, we're off. We're off uh, test track, and we're walking back to see how long the line is to get back in line. And there's a member, cast member with a kiosk, as you exit test track. Which I'll have to admit that's kind of convenient, since we were the first people on the test track. There wasn't a line for him at the kiosk. I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but test track is down again, and it is 9.48. So we'll see what the weight is and maybe get back on. Well, the wait is 35 minutes between the test track not being open at the rope drop and the breaking down while we were on the ride. Uh, our plan's not really working out because we were going to ride test track, be off in about five minutes, and then ride it again. Um, but unfortunately, it's down now. 35-minute uh, wait, 9.49 a.m. So, off to Mission Space. Mission. So we made it over to Mission Space, and we have a fast pass for Mission Space. One of our untiered fast passes. And Disney, why do we need a fast pass for Mission Space? The wait is five minutes. Come on, give us a pa fast pass for Soren and Test Track. Alright, we just got off a of mission space. Don't move a muscle. Man, I'm walking through these halls and only wondering and wishing this was the Horizons ride. Boy, I miss Horizons. I wish they could have still had that around here. All right, we're working, walking past the breezeway um, from Mission Space going on over to... We're probably going to go check out Spaceship Earth and the Siemens VIP secret room. Um, but we passed the kiosk stations, and I'll be honest with you, only a few people are actually there. So uh, if you're going to go use the kiosks at Epcot, use the ones in the breezeway, not in the center behind the uh, Spaceship Earth, because those are very, very much busy. I'll post some pictures on the Twitter fish on Wu, so everybody can see. Thanks. Bye. So here we are in Club Cool. Nice cast members here at Epcot. My daughter opened the door, and she was the first one in at 10.30, and they gave her a free frozen slushy Coke, because she, they said she had princess powers. And they only give it to two guests a day. The first two through the door, and she was number one. Now they're enjoying all the new flavors. My favorite's Beverly. Everybody loves the Beverly. All right. It's 10.40. We just left Club Cool. And now we're walking out to go to some of all thrills. My daughter, first time she can go on that. I think we think she's tall enough. So let's see how it works out. As we walk by the kiosk line, it's getting longer and longer. Longer and longer. What a situation we have here. On a slow day at the park, the kiosk line is ridiculously long. 
All right, we just finished up with innovations east and west, and now we're heading over to Soren. It looks like the fast pass line is about 45 minutes now, the kiosk, and there's only a 10-minute wait for Mission Space, a zero-minute wait for Ellen's Energy, a 40-minute wait for Test Track, and a 60-minute wait for Soren. And the rest of the waits are about five minutes, so... Why would you stand in line for 45 minutes to get a fast pass for Journey into the Imagination or Land? Why doesn't Disney just give everybody who enters the park a fast pass for Soren and Test Track and then leave everybody else on their own for the no lines, no waiting rods? Ah, oh, the smell when you enter the Land Pavilion. There's nothing else like it. Not quite sure what it is, but it always makes me hungry. So we're going to go on Soren. We walked through the breezeway on the way over, and there was a second, third, fourth kiosk area, and it was completely packed. I'm glad we got our fast passes with our magic bands. Those poor annual pass holders, those poor off-site guests, you guys are in for a long wait when you get here and try to get your fast passes but then again why are you going to get a fast pass for the land or imagination or mission space or spaceship earth it just doesn't make much sense the only fast pass you're really going there and waiting in line for is test track and or soren because they only give you one so why not just spend the 45 minutes waiting in line to ride those rides i don't know I guess eventually they'll get this worked out. And so now we made it down to Soren. Our fast pass return, 11.36. Standby wait is 40 minutes. And there's actually a line to return with your fast pass of about 40 people long. This just doesn't make any sense. There was never any line with the paper fast passes, at least none that I remember. Okay, we made it on Soren. The wait was 40 minutes, standby. And then there was a line for the fast pass return, which was about 40 people deep. So it took us about 10 minutes to get on. But we're on the ride and enjoying it. It's 1.20. We went on the Living Seas. We went on Imagination. We went on the Land. And we went on Soarin' with our Fast Pass. So we pre-booked three Fast Passes, but the only one we used was Soarin'. Uh, the other two we didn't need to use because most of the rides were a couple minutes. Uh, I'm walking through the breezeway now. Going to hit space or splat, yeah, Spaceship Earth on the way out. Check out the Siemens VIP room, which is in Spaceship Earth. Uh, the breezeway kiosks look like they're a little bit less people, maybe six or eight people there. So the good things about the Fast Pass Plus. Well, if you like pre-planning, you can definitely pre-plan your Fast Passes. That's about all I can think about uh, regarding good things. The bad things, they limit you to three. You can't park hop. At Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you're tiered. And the only way you can uh, pre-arrange your fast passes is if you stay at the resort. So at this point, the annual pass holders, who we are once again, 
uh, cannot reserve your fast passes in advance unless you stay at a resort or have magic bands. So that limits us to using the kiosk. Here we made it behind Spaceship Earth, and the kiosk behind Spaceship Earth, uh, it's still very, very busy. Probably about, looks like a 25-35 minute wait right now at about 120. And the park is definitely filling up, so... That was our take through Epcot for the day. We hope you enjoyed it, learned a little bit about the FastPass Plus system, the good things and the bad things, and what you have to prepare for before you use it at one of the parks. This is Fish on Wu at Twitter. You can see the pictures if you add me on Twitter. And we'll say sayonara from Epcot.